Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Technology Podcast. Uh, we're back. It's been a long time since you've heard from us. Uh, this is the new reality currently. We're live streaming from Zoom. I'm with Jamal. How are you guys? I'm okay, man. I'm okay. How are you guys? Surviving, okay. Surviving, man. This is... We're so man. How are you? Um, you think this is like a black? You think this is a Black Mirror episode, bro? <laughs> it's coming to life. Yeah, today we're going to be going deep into the gaming industry. Um, so yeah, let's let's get to it. No problem, no problem. Where do you guys want to start? We've been trying to take notes. Not a lot's been going on. Um, when I say not a lot's been going on, of course we know that. Um, COVID-19 has really just taken apart a lot of stuff, but we're still trying to keep together. So um, as much as the industry's moving, um, it's kind of been hard for someone like me to kind of keep up with um, everything that's been going on. But I know that as of right now, there's a record number of people that are at home all at the same time getting into different games. I'm surprised a lot of games I haven't heard, a lot of games actually crashed and um, because of the overload of the servers. But um, from the standpoint that I'm in, I have been seeing that it has kind of taken a toll in certain different areas um, of the industry. But before we start going into all of that, I know that we're having a discussion um, prior to, and we we're talking about what was the first thing? VR. VR. Let's start there. So yeah. I know. Paul, what did you want to start with this one? Because I know that you're the guy that actually uh, you came to me. You're like you were you were having a discussion with your brother, and um, I'm wondering where that's going to start going. Um, yeah, so basically to add some context to our discussion, um, we were on our daily exercise and uh, just talking about... Um, then one the uh, daily exercise. Look at what the horse got, got us there. Like wearing a pen. Um, <laughs> we, just, we were just running this and really uh, just on how, especially for me as well, on how many hours we actually used to spend just gaming. Um, yeah. about that about the history of gaming our favourite games back then um, and it was interesting he, made, he, he, he brought up a point that um, if he did buy a console let's say like a, a, a PS4 right now he doesn't actually think that he would be able to be as invested into gaming as like we were back then and okay. uh, uh, you know I, I get what he's saying like, uh, yeah, because back then bro I could play the whole, you know, pro evolution suck, bro. Game modes, career modes. I would have, oh, bro, Crash Bandicoots. I would have completed the game. Oh, but now if you, I don't even have my own console, fam. Who would have? Yeah. You believe that? Yeah. I don't even have my own console, fam. It's only when my cousin just gives, you know, or something like that. So if you give it to me, calm. But I don't feel like I don't know why. But like, and then, I don't remember. I don't know what it is right now. Obviously, it'd be nice to have one, but. Right now, I don't really, as I'm not for it anymore, to be honest. You know what's my idea? Whenever, like, the rare occasions that I do pick up a controller, maybe I'm around somebody's house or something like that, I'm with the man down inside like that. The yeah. muscle memory is all, bro. Like, yeah. I'm still. Yeah, you're still. <laughs> it's, it's true, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I get what you mean, fam. Yeah. Well, and those people, so, people are like, oh, I haven't played in a minute still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's what you dedicate your time to. It's nine years. <laughs> You'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It's it's what, what what you guys are coming from. It's what you dedicate your time to. Because um, with you, Jamal, you're saying that oh, I don't actually um, I haven't sat down 
to to play these concerts. I don't have them. The same with your brother. I think it's really, really what you dedicate time to. The communities that are out there that people that are still game. It, yeah. it it's fully still there and it's still available for everybody. So even when you're looking at stuff like VR, we do know that the industry. Here's what's interesting about VR, right? When it first came out, I think a lot of people, when technology comes out, we start looking into it as the next step or wondering how we're going to actually start mm. developing for it. So it's kind of like looking at it as a entirely different platform that can be attached to whatever games console, whatever we have it as uh, have it right now. So we have different platforms that are out. We have the um, handheld scene, which is kind of like dominated by mobile phones, but then you also have the Nintendo Switch that is a handheld console that can also then be um, attached. That to Switch, yeah, because my sister's got it now. So sick. She has um, yeah. Super, Super Smash Bros on it. Bro. And it, the sick thing about that like, Nintendo Switch is how you can just dismantle it. You can just dismantle it. Yeah. Ah, fam, you just, what did you say? You can't do that with no Game Boy. <laughs> no, nah, nah, you can't even attempt to do that with Game Boy. But the thing is with that, it's, it's, it's a different beast in itself. But that's one form of um, well, that's one area of uh, the gaming scene and or the gaming community. That's where everybody's gone to. You were developing from that. But then you also have um, actual consoles that are almost like set up t- like um, home entertainment system. Yeah. So yeah. the PlayStation 5 and, sorry, the PlayStation 4, we're going to get to the PlayStation 5 soon. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm shaking. We're going to get there. Um, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox um, One and, uh, and their variations are kind of seen more as the the home stuff up for um yeah, yeah. because they're multifaceted. You can use them as game consoles, but then at the same time, streaming movies, actually use here's a funny thing. My dad um does have a massive library, as most I'm sure African brothers do, library of movies. All oh my dad has cargoed all of that to Nige, you know. Uh I'm taking to well, in the in the, <laughs> in the backyard, fam. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. backyard. Yeah, we've got we got like a like in our garden basically. So we've got like yeah. a shed which has like where I do my gym and the freezer and stuff like that and some like miscellaneous items. And we just keep it in there. You know, like all items keep it in there and obviously his movies are there. So it was taking up too much space. So he should yeah. do our crib. Nice, bro. Um yeah, fam, like just Based on that point, like without if I didn't have that awareness, then I wouldn't have been been able like during I'm going back to the discussion with my brother, by the way. Um yeah. I wouldn't have had oh, yeah. that, I wouldn't have had that awareness um to just bring that up and actually counter on his point. And I must have been like like bro, like listen, like yeah, the the future of gaming right now is the biggest that it, in my opinion that it's ever been. Like imagine obviously being on let's say VR headsets, you're actually you actually have a presence in the game. You look, le- you look left, look right, see your man. Then, like, you're gonna spend hours. You're gonna be invested into. You're gonna have that attachment into that game, and that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's actually possible to still get lost up playing these games like you were back then. Definitely. So I don't know what. You yeah, mean, yeah what I feel that. like that VR thing. It just yeah. enhances it. Like you, you seeing one one creature coming your way. Come on, you. Even though you get shook, but I don't know. You get goose. Ah, uh, we just, we just. I don't know. I feel more energized to to keep on playing. Even when yeah, I lose, like even, like even when you lose, you still want to keep on going because you enjoy the experience. What what I think is going to happen with the way everything is going now, you can't feasibly have. Well, everybody can't feasibly have a dedicated room to VR. You can't have mm-hmm. a room that's just dedicated to 
having that kind of setup. Not everybody has the facility to do that. So what you have is a lot of um, different companies that are being smart and or forward thinking. Um, they are setting up different environments so that you can engage in VR within a real sense and have multiple people engaged at once. So I know I've been, I've seen DNA VR and um, Navatar. So NavVRTAR. So they have um, some cases they would have like various different rooms where people can go in and um, they have essentially the entire setup plus the game plus whatever um, headset that they would have probably a HTC Vive and or PS5, um, sorry, the PlayStation VR, PSVR. I don't know why my brain went on that so simple. But you have that and you actually have it dedicated. So what you what I'm starting to look at as now is that you can have it so that it can be a tag on. Yeah. Sorry, everything just went off. You can have it so it can be a tag on for whatever console if you have the space to have it. But you can't I don't think it would be wise to start looking at VR as it is right now as the full on next step. Do you get where I'm coming from? Mm. Because you know because not everybody can have this thing and it's not yeah. the most um, accessible thing, even for those people that have disabilities and or other um, um, inabilities to engage with it. It may be one of those things where it's a additional step and or platform, but it's not specifically something that everybody's required to have unless they, although they have been um, doing this, unless they start developing experiences for people that allow them to be seated and not have to move too much. So you would then have the people um, sat down with a controller in their hand, engaging with the world, and occasionally probably peering over, or if you have, like, let's say the PSVR, um, I'm, I'm a PSVR, uh, accidental fanboy, I've had Sony since I started, I came out with PSVR, <laughs> PlayStation, sorry, but um, pretty much you have the uh, move controllers that people can then use to interact if they have the space to do so. You don't want to have, like, a Nintendo Wii situation where when they first came out, people were breaking TVs because they were so engaged with what they were doing, they were dashing their controllers and they were that. Now, when that TV. came out, yeah, how, how are um, you guys when, you, when that came out? Because I was going I ham with that tennis. I love it. Fam. Bro, everyone was chopping around us, fam. The thing <laughs> is, yeah. Oh, everyone was playing in the house, man. Yeah, yeah. Some restrictions got placed after that, yeah. and it was never the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I played, um, you know, I played, imagine playing a football game. I played Pro Evolution on that. Okay. I thought it was going to be dead. But eventually we got the hang of it and then we were like, we're just playing like this. It makes I sense. Have, I didn't have pro. I had, um, did you have, have you heard of Mario Striker Charge Football? Yes. Super Charge Football. Yes. Yeah. I, I played that as well. Live. Yeah. I didn't um, play it. That was cool. I love that game on that. Um, but yeah, fam, like going on from that point, Marvin, it's interesting that you say that. Um, I know that you're saying like uh, the actual barrier to actually everyone having access to um, the PlayStation VR, whether that is going to be a thing. Um, having said that, like, are there still any releases in the VR world that you're keeping up to date with, that you're excited to see? Any games? You, yeah. You made a comment about it earlier, and I've been keeping quiet, but um, Firewall Zero Hour I've been looking at, and the one you talked, spoke about was Half-Life Alex, developed yeah, yeah. by Valve, the people that made, obviously, Half-Life. <laughs> Pretty much one of the games that kind of defined how first person shooters would actually go in terms of storytelling. But um, yeah, no, you uh, that those are two games, but I actually haven't been able to fully get into them. What I'm, I'm a problem. So what I tend to do is, if I'm somewhat excited about something, I don't like to go and fully research it un- until I actually have the feasibility to engage with it. 
So yeah. if it's movies, I'm not going to watch a trailer until I know I'm interested in this movie, I'm going to go watch the movie. Yeah. So if it's games, I'm not going to watch anything. I know the Half-Life Alex came out. I played the first two games. Um, wait, no, I played Half-Life 2. I didn't play half I think I'm lying. I think I played Half-Life, the first one. But I played Half-Life 2, completed it. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is lit. Um, let me see where it's going. And the thing is, it came out, and I had to go back and play because I heard so much buzz about Half-Life for Valve. And the, Valve, by the way, the company that actually, um, I think it's Gabe Newell, it's the guy that founded Valve, is the same person that now uh, ran Steam, or he runs Steam, and they're the same people that have the massive... Steam essentially is the outlet for PC games. Um, so if people actually want to buy PC games, they use that as the main outlet to buy whatever it is. They can go to other sources, like directly to, um, let's say, manufacturer website or not many, uh, developer websites that actually get the games. But Steam is kind of like the people... They're the main um, source to outlet these games after having them vetted and not having reviews put out. Similar to how you'd have like something like um, yeah, game. The App Store game in America, GameStop, you, it's pretty much Steam. So if you don't know, that's what that's for. But pretty much that company then went and now kind of... It's interesting to see a company that was the pioneer of something that affected how first-person shooter games were made now. Didn't make of Half-Life 3 because people have been touting that they wanted to... Be, not even touting. People have been speaking and screaming that they want to see Half-Life 3 after seeing Half-Life 2 um, mm. come out. They don't make of Half-Life 3. <laughs> they instead go they, they exactly they instead go and they make Half-Life Alex. and I don't I, I fully don't know what the um, um, story is behind Half-Life Alex. I just know that it's a VR encounter um, with this game so it's, it's how you, sorry it's a VR engagement with this universe that mm -hmm. people are not having and now you're seeing how VR games are now being pioneered by the same people that pioneered the first person she's seeing for me for me um, the Half-Life Alex that is my personal opinion, that is an elite out of all the VR games that I've, that I've seen. Um, there are some other re releases that I'll probably list uh, later that I'm sort of excited to look at, but I encourage anyone that is interested in gaming, or even if you aren't, even if you just want to rem reminisce and actually just see what the VR experience would be like, yeah. go check out on YouTube. Go check out on YouTube. Half-Life Half Alex, it's, it's, it's a game to watch. Um, you, you told me to check out the, the gameplay. Too elite. Too lit. I said too elite, you know. I was trying to say elite at, <laughs> at the same time. Bam. Too lit. What? It's like, it made me want to, it made me want to, like, actually, like, no cap. It made me want to, like, actually, like, purchase the game just so that I can experience that. Thanks. Um, others on my watch list uh, include, um, I don't know whether, how familiar you guys are with the, the, with the Walking Dead, obviously popular TV series. Yeah. yeah. Um, I probably watched about seven seasons and it just gave up. I think there's around nine, nine now. But they've actually created a VR game. Uh, it's The Walking, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. So that is, if, it's, if it hasn't been released, it's to be released in 2020. Um, so hopefully, you know, the pandemic doesn't affect that. I, I really think that is going to be a, a, a big game, um, widely consumed as well. And um, the last on my list, um, I think it is obviously back in the day. I know I don't know if you man used to play Medal of Honor, but Medal of Honor was one of my first, um, um, yeah. first and you know now they now they're actually taking that into the VR space as well. So that is just huge, 
nostalgia for me and just to see how, how that would just come about and how that's actually um, mm-hmm. taken in, in, in the marketplace. That would be exciting. Um, so yeah, those are my releases. Imagine, imagine a Mario game for VR. Yeah. I think that's possible. There was, um, what's it, was it Mario World 3D? Um, it's not that they've already done VR, but there are worlds in Mario that I can imagine already being produced. I need to go and find it. It was one of the original Mario games. Oh, they're doing where... that for NHS. Let me just do it from here. I was wondering, why is someone shouting? I was like, what's going on? So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're hearing people screaming, that I'm not doing Sacrifice Hell, it's people clapping outside. <laughs> <laughs> My man said they're not doing sacrifices. Jamal, yeah, anyway. So if you hear that, apologies. No problem. I think I can hear it so, but it's okay. Um, sorry. Now, the, the, what's it? Super Mario 3D. I can't remember when it came out. It was one of the first things that came out on, I think, the N64. Um, and I played that, but I was like, time ago. But it's one of those things where Mar- the, 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 the entire Nintendo category, sorry, catalog, category, the entire Nintendo uh, Sega catalog can actually be, um, from what I know, from what I've seen, a lot of it can actually be somewhat transferred to, to VR. When I'm thinking, at least with Mario, um, if I'm thinking about Sonic, a lot of their games do have the ability to be transferred to that kind of um, um, platform. Primarily because of the way in which everything is already drawn and also in scope. Everything already seems, from what I've seen, when it comes to stuff like um, Mario and or Sonic and or any other game that I'm currently blanking on because it's been a long day. Um, when it does come to the cartoon-based um, aspect, you can transfer it and not probably have too much problem. That's what I'm seeing, or at least what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think those as ideas would be really cool to kind of expand on and see how everything starts to get pushed onto um, um, VR, you know, as an aspect, especially with PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X coming around the corner. So, yeah. hey. we've already seen how potentially um, revolutionary these technologies can be with uh, Pokemon Go, and look at how that came to the market and was oh, yeah. They yeah. The madness on that. Mm. So, 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 yeah, going on from that point, um, We've mentioned it a few times now, and just the anticipation of uh, PS5. Um, PS5. So we recently got a look at the new DualSense controller. Yes, yeah, um, massive. It reminds me of um, the original Xbox controller. It's wham. I don't like it. <laughs> Bro, we yeah. haven't even seen it. Read it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I understand. Jamal was just saying something. No, 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 I've seen it as well. I've seen it as well. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I think, <laughs> bro, I I saw it. I've been seeing a lot of people say, "Ah, oh, they don't like it." They're... I like it. Really? I like it. I like it. I don't see a problem with it. What's the like? What's the like? Okay, look. Let me let me get this thing up in front of me so I can look at it fully and tell you why I like it. Because I like. Pardon? Mentioned specs, right? Not even just specs, because we don't, uh, we didn't have full on, I haven't even actually been able to do full on specs. And I know that it's got a, um, they've been looking at the use of vibration in the controller so that it actually gives you more feedback. There's a lot more tension with the um, triggers. Um, and they look, well, they kind of developed more technology. I'm not going to say I'm the final 
and person. And this is secondhand information. If anybody watching, I know that IGN, um, GameSpot, Kotaku, Eurogamer have written document and pieces. If you can find the links, I'll try and find them and put them below on the video so that you guys can go yeah. and see everything properly yourself because it's best to know yourself. But from what I've been seeing or and or heard, they did the, um, work on the technology for the triggers on the controller so that you do kind of get a bit more feedback. So if you're, um, I think the explanation I heard was you're drawing a bow in a game, you'll feel the tensile um, feedback in the, in the um, string so that you know exactly how far you're pulling back. You also know that if you're um, driving in a car in a game, you go off-road slightly, you'll feel the, the change in terrain on the triggers just themselves. And the vibration and um, haptic feedback that you get back from the controller is something that people have been, well, sorry, Sony has been focusing on. And that's just mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, I, I mean, my comments were on the general aesthetic of it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Where is this Jules' controller? I'm going to look at it and just stare at it for a second. Because I think, right, they've gone and actually started paying attention to ergonomics of a controller just that bit more because the ps5 controller right i've got mine here yeah we get one that's not bashed up <laughs> you know i've had this controller for way too long fam. the ps5 controller was built and in such a way it it does fit into your hand it's not too heavy it's it you can feel the weight and you can feel the fact that it has worth like it's not something that's just tacky and put up like last minute the ps3 controller was something that was very lightweight it felt cheap but it still was, it cost like 30 to 40 pounds whenever you want to get it. This one fits in your hand, very, very fairly good way. The only problem that we had was when it was um, pushed out, um, not pushed out, when they released the PS4 first, the issue that people had was with the light bar, right? And what you would have is that when the thing lit up, I'm going to turn on my PlayStation, so forgive the light, this would reflect on TVs and on screens and be a bit distracting. So what you then have is with the new controller, that came well, the new one that they developed. You now have a bar that comes up at the top, obviously. But then when you go and you look at the DualSense controller, I look at it right now. People have been developing um, screenshots and yo, sorry, that's great. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, people would now be able to look at the controller, and you've been seeing a lot of people develop and show the controller now with black. Um, and how the controller would look like when it's black. And people are like now saying, ah, oh, it looks like this, it looks like that. And they're, they're comparing it to, let's say, Eva from Wally. You remember the, the robot that was white and everything? And I'm like, yo, fair enough, isn't it? But the controller itself, I think it's a good looking controller. I don't see a problem with it. I am someone that also, I like PlayStation. I do like Xbox. I see the similarities between the two controllers. I see how this one is more full build. It's better fit for your hand from what I'm seeing so far. We just need to get in our hands and actually see what it feels like when you hold it. Because when I'm looking at it, it seems like it will actually be something that it, it, it makes more sense. You don't have full grips at the back when it comes to the triggers, right? So what you have with um, Xbox is that the triggers actually come fully out, right? You can't yeah. see it fully on this. But the triggers come out more on the Xbox One. And what you have is a better grip. With this one, it's like there, but you can slide off. Cool. This one, it doesn't, it seems to be the same exact thing. But I think they've been working on the technology behind it to actually give you more feedback from just that. And this does feel good to actually use. It's one good thing. The fact that it's chunkier means that if you can game for like however long, you have people that professionally game, people that play games on stream um, for hours and hours. If it's more built to mold to the shape of your hand, you're not going to be having a lot more um, CPT, carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, sorry, CT, 
S, see if carpal tunnel syndrome, and you won't have like cramping and or issues whenever you're using the controller. So there's a lot more of that. And then if you've seen um, on the new controllers that they, on the PS5 DualSense, you have lights that go around the um, touchpad. They still have the touchpad, but you can have lights that now come around the touchpad on the outside. And I think that's something that's really good because what you then have is instead of having glare from the controller now coming and going to the um, screen and or whatever you're looking at, easy identification is what they initially had before. You then have it just there at the top. So if you have like different players, you just look at the top of the controller immediately, you know exactly what controller is for what thing. You know what I mean? So it's not um, something that is now reflected on the TV. It's immediately there for use. Further more specs I can give you, they did say the thing that they've been talking about is the um, speakers on the front of the controller. You have now um, a array. So now on the PS5, right, this one's broken slightly. Um, I don't know if you can see it. The yeah. PS4 controller has the mic, right? Not the mic, yeah. the speaker that's there. The PS5 controller now has the speaker array. Um, and um, it's, it's what they now use so that if you want to have like a quick chat, um, with any people that are in a party or whatever in the game, you can have a quick track, quick chat through the controller and not necessarily have to use a headset. But then people also then saying, and Sony has also said that if you do want to get the best experience, you should get the um, PlayStation headset. Yeah, you know I mean, which is obviously good marketing because then they, they can sell stuff. Like yeah, 100%. Um, very one, smart. one final comment that I would have on that is just. Um, the actual pricing of the hardware. I mean, PS5, like Sony have already announced that they may actually put a limit on how many units they're releasing of the PS5 initially. But, you know, I want to take this conversation in the, in the sense of like, when PS4 releases their controllers, we see them on the market for like 50 pounds. And that is now the price of like most games that are now released. PS5 controllers, they must market. cost a fair bit. I don't think, I don't, I think obviously at first things are going to be higher because it's the first time we're going to be making it. On top of that, whenever, this is something I've been here, I've heard, and I don't know um, it verbatim, but I can explain this. Whenever a console manufacturer such as Microsoft, such as Sony, such as um, Nintendo, make their new consoles, every single one that they make is technically being made at a loss. Because the technology that they go and they put in with these consoles, when they sell them, they are not um, making money back. They're making it available for the public so that pretty much they're giving you a computer with relatively good um, um, hardware specs so that everybody can now play it on a consistent platform. It makes it also, if they make the architecture good for developers, makes it easier for developers to play to develop for something that is standard. You know what I mean? So everybody now has this one console in the house. They know exactly what it is. The problem that you'd have with PC and optimization of PC is that everybody can have a different mixture of different parts that they can then put together and make something that works for them. Mm. That in the long run could in theory um, be a problem with PC. But when it comes to consoles, you're, you're giving people a pre-built thing that is amazing, right, to have, but you're selling it at essentially a loss because everything you've spent, you've customized it for, you've, 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 you've made available to the public could be essentially be made at higher market value. You know what I mean, they could then sell at a higher market value. Mm -hmm. So when you're making, when you then have these 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 controllers, yeah. it's forty pounds. Sorry, it's the economics, right? Exactly the economics of it. It's like okay, for the controller, you can expect that it's going to be expensive when you first release it, but then later on it can drop down. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it comes to these controllers, 
the Xbox controller makes sense that they sell it at the price they do because it's a very good controller. The Xbox, have you seen the elite controllers that they have? No. Oh, they have controllers out here that have, um, it feels better. You can change and customize these sticks that you have on top of the controller, right? So the analog sticks also change. And then you can also have the, um, like what they call flappy, the paddles at the back. So now you have your uh, middle and or ring fingers also engaged in whatever you're doing. So it then allows you to program those those um, um, buttons for different things within game, right? So you have controllers that are already made to be the best that they can be given price. Mm-hmm. You then have further ones made because you know that people are going to use them professionally also to professionally game. They're selling these things at a cheaper price than what they logically should be so that everybody can play the same thing. I, I'm at a loss because when it comes to these new, um, um, this new hardware coming out, possibly at the end of the year, which you did comment, they um, play Sony are now thinking about, or not thinking, it's been rumored and or said that they're going, no, Sony have actually said, sorry, I should actually say this correctly. I should really say this correctly. Jamal edited it out, so I can actually say this the best way. But Sony are possibly going to be manufacturing less consoles for the end of the year, primarily because of the price of the console. So they most likely will be jacking the price up so that if they do kind of either break even and or make a profit, which would make sense. But then if you're going to be making like a, a PC, it, you can make a PC and it could easily go over a grand to get a good standard PC. Do you know what I'm saying? So even though we do look at these things, we do look, look at the controllers and whatnot, you have to be very careful and understand there's a reason as to why the, the economics need to add up or there's no point making the console. I and, agree. So, Okay. Um, um, sermon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that. Sermon out here, fam. I have to explain it. <laughs> no, you need it. You need, uh, no, you need a context. People are looking out for this. People are waiting for the PS5, man. I just, uh, just want to do one thing with you guys. Just, uh, yeah. What are you most looking forward to in terms of uh, the PS5? It could be a game, it could be um, the actual a hardware component. Just what are you most looking forward to, uh, Jamal? Because you know me, like my touch of like gaming. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not really into games that much. But if that game is on it, like that Half Life Alex, then I might. That I might. Just get it. Yeah. Get, that, get that, that PS move. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, I guess I'm mostly looking forward to... Um, I guess now since we've, we've discussed it so much, just a controller. Um, I mean, beforehand, I didn't know that they actually had um, implemented those specs that you were describing, Marvin. That sounds crazy. Like, if you actually could feel... The, um, the response from a bowstring, that's the mm-hmm. Like the imagination you can feel if you're playing, let's say FIFA, and you're actually controlling the strength of um, how hard you are kicking the ball using your finger. That again is crazy. Um, but yeah, how about you, man? What are you most looking forward to? Before I go into that, I do want to quickly make a comment because... I saw your... <laughs> <laughs> nah, because he made comment. I was like, we have to... We, can go forward, we can look forward to it, but I think the Xbox One, I'm correct, the controllers, I don't have an Xbox One myself, I can't even I did play on that, but if I'm correct, when I played on it, I think the hardware actually does have 
the rumble, the um, paddle rumble, um, uh, the trigger rumble, sorry. So when you're actually putting on the triggers, if you're playing something like FIFA, you get the ball, you will feel um, the feedback a bit within the, the paddles themselves or within, within the triggers themselves. So like when they're kicking the ball, like passing or just sprinting with the ball? Yeah, something or like something that. like that. Something like that. Whenever you, I played Forza at my cousin's place and you feel, you literally feel within the controller the difference between different terrain. I think it's only with PS5, they may be just trying to take it a bit further and give it a bit more for Sony in aspect. So it's kind of like implementing what is already out there onto Sony's platform so that people don't feel like they're missing out and or it's a good thing to also have for the game um, interaction as well. So yeah. And then to answer your question, I don't know what I'm looking forward to. I I am looking forward to the console coming out full stop and um, technology has given me an excuse to now save up to get a PS5 on launch. So I'm going to be trying to see what's happening when it comes out to give feedback, but I'm going to be real with you. I don't know. The controllers come out and I'm like, that's good and well. I want to see what the platform's like when it first comes out. Mm-hmm. I want to feel, I want to be, because what, Okay, this is now going to go into another topic. Sony hasn't actually released that much information because I know the PS5. Yeah, of course. Mm, they've been quite hush-hush. So the reason why I can't be too excited about what Sony has been doing um, is because I'm very much one of those people that I'd like to see exactly what's released mm-hmm. um, and how everything actually now starts to fall into place. Because what we've gotten was uh, the last thing we got from Sony um, other than the dual sense, concerning information was the talk that Mark Cerny, who's the architect of the PS5, he gave at um, GDC, Game Developers Conference, and that was back in February, March. I think it was in March. And um, funny thing about that is that people were very much up in arms. So what's been happening is that Xbox has been, sorry, Microsoft have been very much in front of PR, um, in front of getting out all the information and talking about what's been going on concerning um, their, uh, the, the next generation, the next console cycle, really. Yeah. That's their Xbox Series X coming up. And they've been very, 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 very engaged with the public and letting people know exactly what's been going on every, every step of the way, so people think. And Sony's been really quiet. I don't see a problem with that, right? Because with you guys, as you've been seeing everything come out, you've been seeing more information concerning Xbox than you have been seeing with Sony. Right. Yeah. yeah do, you right. See any, do you see any problem with that? I, at the end of the day, it's down to strategy. At the end of the day, you are quite right in saying that um, we should actually wait until it comes out to even say anything about it. But uh, then again, I quite like the sort of hype, the sort of anticipation that does go into it. I do like um, not so much the rumors, uh, but the actual dialogue that does happen when these uh, let's say big conferences are held or let's say like an initial sort of um, comment is released and the dialogue happens after that and the fact that you know that it's sort of limited in a way with Sony because everything is just fake speculation at at that point I do feel like there's a bit like there's an element there that is just not being fulfilled currently but I I, I got your point as well I mean yeah you can't have it both ways can you Okay, Jamal, what do you think? Because I'm going to explain it. But go on. That obviously, yeah, I, I hear what Paul was saying as well. Like, I like the, because I don't like rumors. Like, when the PS3, PS3, PS4 was coming out, you had this is what it looked like. This is what, and then when 
you actually see it. Okay, cool. Even though it still did its its job and it fulfilled its purpose and it was a great yeah, gaming experience, like gaming experience. I don't really like like the rumors that come with it. I like seeing the actual thing as well. Um, but maybe they're just being like 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 we said. There's a strategy behind all this this hush hush. Maybe they're just trying to give us a little a tip of the tip of the iceberg. Okay, cool. They've, okay, let's give them the pad. They see what they they feel. At least now okay. we know that it's coming out. Because I remember a couple of years back now, we were hearing rumors of this time. When is this thing coming? Now we're actually now it's in the works now. We check their website, it says BS5 is coming. So yeah. Well the thing well, that's the intro. Let me not start pointing for that because the thing is, when it comes to development of these consoles, they can start developing the console as little as two years into the already release of the the current console. So the PS4 has been out now for almost a decade, if I'm correct. That thing released in 2011, and I'm going to do a quick check to make sure I'm, I'm actually correct, right? But the PlayStation 4 has been out almost a decade, which means within two years of that, so seven years they've probably been developing, or six years they've already been developing the PS5. The mm-hmm. same with uh, Microsoft. Within however short time, they've probably already started saying, okay, you know what, let's go for the next set, right? And what makes that interesting is because you start looking at how people are interacting with the different consoles coming out. We were in secondary school when we started seeing the hype for the PS4 and the Xbox One. You know what I mean? Like we were, no, I'm wrong. Sorry. I just realized the, no, I'm right. Sorry. The, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the right. actual yeah, release yeah. yeah. But the time that these things were actually coming out, I think it was like 2012 that they started coming out. When people started freaking out and talking about everything that was going on, you, as Paul was saying, the different people that were coming up um, and doing the uh, conference talks and how it was like a back and forth. And people seeing that. This year, we have been inhibited inhibited by a pandemic. Yeah. Different talks are going to be a bit difficult and mm-hmm. you're not going to see the back and forth the same way you would have before with the interaction with the public and the actual developers and the um, manufacturers. Instead, you may see what Nintendo does, which is what they call Nintendo Direct, and they do like a recorded um, video stream of the information concerning the next console that they may be developing and all the games are coming out for the platform for that year. They may be doing, a lot of different companies may be doing the same thing now because not everybody can now go and do open public um, um, demonstration talks. You know what I mean? So you're going to see a lot more of that. But the thing is, if there's no necessity in doing that, um, we may be getting information from Sony, but it's not going to be a consistent stream. And as it has been right now, people aren't getting that back and forth that they got when it came to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. You know what I mean? So people will be getting irritated. And the information that we have gotten was from DDC, and that was very much developer-oriented. Now, what I find interesting about that, um, sorry that I'm talking at you, sorry to the public because they're hearing my voice for an extended amount of time. I'm very, very sorry. What I find interesting about that is that people got mad and people have been getting mad about how Sony is handling PR. The PS4 released and at this point, almost everybody, not everybody, but a good majority of this planet <laughs> that would have previously had Xbox or has PS, uh, had PS3 has a PS4. They have had a very, very good console cycle. They've had, um, as I said, the majority of the world actually playing on this one platform. 
it makes sense that they continue pushing this same platform and continuing developing for this platform, right? But then when it now comes to the end of it, if they push out PS5, then things will change. But people still have a PS4. A majority of people will still have a PS4. And the price point for the PS5 may not be fully accessible. So push what we have now and support it until everybody then makes the jump to PS5. But make people aware that the PS5 is coming out. Them doing a talk at PS5, uh, at GDC, about the PS5's statistic, uh, sorry, um, specs is a good, for me, could seem like a good sign for the fact that they are still trying to get out information for people to use the PS5 to make stuff for us to play with. You know what I mean? So as much as we are getting information from Xbox again and again and again, we're getting all this info and whatnot coming out of the woodwork, I think it's very good that PS5, the Sony, is actually making it so that those that want to develop for the platform and provide content that we can play with have this. And because it's GDC, it's not geared towards the entire public. They have no literal, um, they have no obligation to make something that we understand. Do you know what I mean? Because for them, it's, it's the difference between information and data, right? Data, certain numbers, certain uh, uh, data points that if you understand it, you understand it. But it's not information that is processed that we can all fully grasp onto. Do you know what I mean? So for us, it's when we get the information, it's actually useful. But the data is just data. It's nothing that we need to worry about for right now. Because when it now comes to us getting the PS5, we may be screaming because we're getting what we need to get. And I think it's good to not have any preconceived notion as to what the PS5 is, because you could set yourself up for failure. You really could set yourself up for failure. failure. Okay. So essentially, based on that point, then um, just to summarize, do you really think, or in your opinion, do you think Xbox has a bit of catching up to do? And maybe that's why the PR is just... Most definitely, bro. Ah, oh, fam. Do you remember that the Xbox released with a camera, the Connect 2.0 or something? Mm. The Xbox One released with a camera that essentially watched you in your house. <laughs> and so they had to then release it. Bro, Jamal, I'm looking at your face, Jamal. Jamal's like, what? But yeah, the thing, so it required a check-in. You had to log into this Xbox. How long was it? Yeah, it was a periodic, it was a set period, uh, set period of time you had to log into it so that it would, um, you would still have access to your account or something. But essentially you had to log in at certain periods so that people would then have full access to whatever they're doing um, on their console. You had access to your console essentially. And it was like an internet check. And also the camera was always on. So if you're doing whatever kind of nonsense, you have this thing in your room, it's a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've essentially put surveillance camera in your house. They had to release it. Like the release of the Xbox One, as much as the Xbox One is a brilliant console, right? Because I am a Sony person. I looked at the console. I'm like, this is actually a brilliant thing. It's really, really good to play with. The interface at first was trash um, when I saw it. But then they've actually worked on it and they've paid attention to it. And the people that actually have it will swear by it. You know what I mean? It's a good console. But they have they had a good amount of catching up to do. But that's only in our eyes. For them, they made a good console. You know what I mean? But they now have to gear the console to everybody now coming up. So they, they have to get in front of the PR because you see the switch in how yeah. things work. Yeah. X, the Xbox 360, high-selling console. PlayStation uh, 3, not as well. PlayStation, Sony now gets in front of PR and now releases the PS4 and it's now a brilliant console. But that's because they've now made it so that the PS3, the PS3 was hard to develop for and it was hard for people to actually engage with. Uh, PlayStation 4, not the, not the case. 
people are now developing for it and it's actually a good thing. Uh, it's now a good uh, uh, platform. Now it's the opposite. Xbox now has to catch up to you and they're jumping in front of PR. But PlayStation has already got a good console. Why they cry? they don't have a reason to cry? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just have to focus and pay attention. Right, valid points. Valid points. So valid. It's, it's so back and forth. It's an interesting thing between us, but doesn't actually 100 percent affect developers. Sorry, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you. All right. Um, the next uh, topic I wanted to bring up um, kind of predates this conversation, and uh, it goes back into some of the themes that we discussed and. Uh, sort of analyzed in um, our previous episode before Corey. Um, so if you don't remember, I'll remind you. It was just based on gaming ethics and just the psychological effects of gaming. Um, I now want to take that into a, like just a step forward and just say now the psychological effects of futuristic gaming. So let's say VR or AR or whatever it may be um, in the gaming sphere. Do you think... That, people may have things to worry about if they're this engaged within gaming, if they have these experiences out of gaming, you then think that we may be at risk. Um, let's say if people are taking that out of context, bringing it into society, do you think we would see more cases of these horrific incidents happening of people just moving mad? In what sense? In what sense specifically? So let's say, for example, um, uh, I was ages ago. I was reading one trial um, just based on somebody must have been playing GTA and oh. health. Can you imagine the, the what, what continue? I can imagine what's going to happen. Also, I had uh, mental health um, issues prior to that, um, and I think they were trying to draw sort of they were trying to draw a, um, a connection between, let's say, the GTA and you know him doing whatever he did in real life. Uh, yeah, do you think we're at risk of seeing that in the VR world? No. I think bad actors and individuals can't represent the entire thing. That's not fair. That's okay. not fair. That's mm. You can't have one single incident and then use it to represent the entirety of the community. And the community is diverse. I don't think it's fair to do that. I think when people try and do that, it's, it's a very weak um, method of drawing and uh, making comparative analysis to a problem. You can't say because this person was playing this, therefore they the, 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 the game's the problem. No, the person has the game should be banned or something like that. You know, it's like people saying that. Um, because of drill music, the right and drill music. That's why we're seeing that's um, oh. an but that oof that's a oh yeah <laughs> you hear me so because because that's why we stopped listening to to drill pretty much remember remember in um this is that Paul and that because my mother I know you're not you, you were never on that no there was a point I used to there was a point I used to listen to drill and I stopped really yeah what but yeah but <laughs> we'll come back to that what but yeah. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that uh, with drill music, I remember I was even this. I was just like looking at, at some videos. I don't know if you saw my snap. Oh yeah, oh yeah, your phone is messed up. But yeah, basically, we used to listen to drill music, and we left it because this wasn't right. 
We don't even listen to it anymore. We don't even acknowledge it. We don't even play it anymore. In second year, we first year, we were listening to it. But then when you actually get what these guys are saying, I'm like, yo, and some of these people are actually about it. Some of them are just, you know, just doing it to 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 make to make um to pay the bills, pretty much. Hmm. So then, when, okay. Um, so when you now flip it to the gaming thing, like, <sighs> but then it matches up when you're playing games like like, like you said GTA or like yeah. Watch Dogs or something like that. If, but if you're using the case of, of of us, like there was no real change in our behavior because of drill music. We just deep what they were saying. But, I guess it who you, who you, your, your, your environment, your, what you're like surrounded around, you know, your mm. people that you go to, people you look up to. I think it's subjective. A lot of this stuff is subjective. Yeah, yeah, like drill music. If you can listen to drill mu- music and not be affected, then that's calm. Like you yeah. shouldn't. It shouldn't be like oh, because this person listens to drill music, they did this. It can be an effect. It could be a factor that does affect it, but you can't lock off. The entirety and blame this one thing. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, 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 true. Something true. like it. you know, it minimizes the problem. Because mm. the more, it you, the more games, you take it in, yeah, the more you take it in. Like this, is like with anything that you do, the more you listen yeah. to something or you take digest or whatever you do, the more like if you keep on doing it for a like a long amount of time, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a part of you. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it might, it, might, it might not go left, it might, not, it might go right, but it's definitely going to be a part of you. You know what I'm saying? I, I and, and it can affect what you what you emit out. So let's say if you're listening to like loads of drill, all those words or slangs that they're saying, it could just met, like it can it can like affect like like the way you speak or something like that. Those things you say, like your mannerisms, or, or it can have those psychological things that those little things. Because when I eradicated that drill, I'm listening to all things that are moving or just good vibes. It, it just lifts me up. I don't feel when I listen to I'm I'm, I'm screwing face like I don't want to. I don't want to be on that kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> it's one of, those, one of those things that I feel is really really subjective because if you take it yeah, out of the game, out of the and then let's say I'll go throw in another hypothetical in the music industry um, and go back to earlier or late last year or early, was it earlier this year when Joker came out. Yeah. Will you th- then draw a distinction to that? Can you then say that all the people that were in the news doing a mad thing after watching that film was then because, of, like, can you hold the filmmakers makers accountable for people's actions? I don't think you necessarily can. No, you can't. You can't. You can't, but... <laughs> Argument will always Same be thing that, with that, that guy, that mouse, that mouse, um, you know, to do with the Batman, that guy that he went to, I think it was in Florida, and he just killed everyone. Like, he, he started licking it off. See, 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 I'm saying licking it off. He started shooting everyone in the, the cinema theater. This was a case that happened. That, what? Guys, but they went to watch Dark Knight. I feel like. Oh. If, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's, that's all. And he, he came, he like, he looked like the Joker, basically. Yeah. Very isolated events, though. Yeah. Very isolated. I think uh, it's, a, it's, it's isolated events. I think with what you're saying, Jamal, it does hold merit. The things that you do, I personally do think, and not everybody may agree, but I think that you kind of, 
can take on what you do listen to and what you are around. You're the, you can sometimes be the product of your environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think you very much are the product of your environment. There are so many different variables that are in your environment that kind of do affect how you feel. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of do look at... Here's what it is. When we go to the argument as to whether or not these things affect individuals and or people, it, it's really how you give access to these things for people to actually consume. Um, the, a lot of the arguments can be like GTA affecting um, um, the aggression within children or yeah. people that are playing it. And what's ironic is the fact that the people that make these arguments sometimes can be parents of children who the parents gave the children the games to play. So despite the fact that there's an age rating and there's an entire board, people are paid to come and tell you this game has this and this. And they are paid to tell you that this is the age rating. They shouldn't play it unless they are monitored. You shouldn't have access. The same with certain music. If It's not that now that people actually have like um, age ratings on music. I think they used to have something before. I'm not sure where music would also be um, gated based on who can listen to it. But you can kind of limit or give warning to people to have access to certain stuff. Well, not everybody is going to listen to that. And the people that don't listen to it are the ones that can sometimes end up being the outliers. Yeah. Simple, but you can't label. Yeah, as Jamal said, and as we all essentially agree with, you can't label um, this one thing as... The entire, like, it, you can't say that because of this one thing, it it's, should be banned because mm. one person did this. Because yeah. one action, not in, in the entire thing, should not be locked off. It doesn't make yeah. sense. I think there's a point to be made, but in terms of blaming, uh, pointing fingers as to who the blame falls on, I don't think it could be entirely within the game and industry uh, uh, of those makers of maybe, let's say, a script writer that is just, I don't know, has gone through a bad experience with his wife cheating on him or something and decided to write a mad thing. I don't think those people can be blamed. Uh, you bring up an interesting point in saying that. You, it's um, art at the end of the day. If you yeah, go it, deep, it's art, yeah. yeah. You, like, by saying that um, these restrictions are placed, do you think standard restrictions should be should be imposed on it? Do you think there should actually be some actual guidelines that people have to follow before actually being immersed into the game, or maybe even uh, let's say a, a, a time limit just across the board that everybody's allowed to engage with, um, let's say virtual reality, for example? No. no, no limitations, no restrictions. No, I don't think. I think the restrictions that are there are already there in force. Mm. And it's not down to somebody external to manage how you treat yourself. A games company should not, don't give a business, don't give a business the right to, 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 to tell you what you should do with yourself. Because then you give liberty for them to do whatever else they wish to do. You, you have the, everybody has the freedom Within reason, before people start, I don't want to come and be stepping on toes. But I think there is a level to which everybody can have control of themselves or at least have people around them that say, don't do this excessively. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing this too much, there needs to be things in place to, to question what's going on. But you, I don't think it would be right to, to, to say that a business should limit how long someone can be something for. I don't think that makes sense. 
I don't think it will be fair, <laughs> really. You know, like, well, you know, the, the, the most that people can do is guide you and tell you exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense to be saying, ah, you've been playing for six hours, you should have cut off for the three hours. They already told you, you should probably be getting off about now. But what if the person's doing like a, a charity stream or like, let's say in VR, someone's doing a charity stream, they're going to be doing it for 24 hours, which people do. They do game for life, right? Where people play mm-hmm. and you get sponsored playing games for how many hours and the money, I know in America, the money can get donated to children in need um, of hospital care and things like that. So people will be gaming and or doing stuff for hours. So then should you put a limit on a game that could be played for hours because of, you know, it's a one-off event. It's not something that's going to be done continuously, but the people that do it continuously need to be checked and see whether or not everything's okay. You know what I mean? Like if it's not done because of logical means and you're doing something for X, X amount of hours without being tested, something, something needs to be checked um, to see whether or not someone's okay. Because you can't game for like 24 hours straight for no reason and be, you know, I, I don't think that would be wise for anybody to do. It would be bad for y'all. Of you know? All right. Any final comments, Jamal? Oh, no. None for me. Um, Bro, you got me talking too much today. <laughs> <laughs> this is your segment, boss. Ah, this, is, well. this is your your playing field, man. Wait, whose turn is it next week? Let's let's let them know now. What's can, coming up next? Can you rock with scissors, Paul. Man, just volunteer, man. <laughs> I just did that on camera, you know. Lead by example. All right, I guess uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm here for the content creators. Audio out there. All right, so look forward to that next week. This has been a technology podcast. Thank you for listening. Sweet. This is.